Oh, man, someone creflowed my wallet. I feel sort of clear about my intentions. You don't like testicles, but you do like drug addicts. You have to get a lot more people wet that way. It's always like, okay, label the vulvas. Welcome back to Sushi Jackknife, the internet's favorite Plan B podcast. Is that is that what we are? We're a Plan B. We might be like a Plan Z for all. I was going to say that's really high on the list. There's no new Rogan this week. There's no, I don't know what people listen to anymore. No new murder podcast. So I haven't heard anything about murder podcast in a while. No new murder podcasts. Do, okay. Do people still do murder podcasts? Oh, I think so. Someone recommended one to me recently, actually. Yeah. What was it about? Um, it's called Bear Brook. I don't know much about it except it's murdery, and I think it's like rural. It's like a rural murder podcast. So, this is something I I realized recently. I started thinking about this. Yeah. So, the murder porn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> obsession. Yeah. Started with like Dateline. Yeah. And Dateline. Every episode was essentially, uh, he thought he would go, or she thought they were going on vacation, but <laughs> right. never come back home. <laughs> yeah. And that was the entire dateline. True, true. And then when podcast got into the game, they were like, yeah, that's not enough. Right. And so podcasts are always like, yeah, <laughs> this guy slit the throat of 30 women randomly. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Listen to this right before you go to sleep, and that's the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much right. Yeah, that's how that And goes. then Netflix went, hey, podcasts are popular. What if we just make documentaries about the podcast people already listen to? And here true. we are. That's true. Well, and NPR got in on it, and then there was – well, before, too, like you said, Dateline, there was also Unsolved Mysteries. That was a big one. That's true. Yeah. What Was Unsolved Mysteries a lot of – uh, she thought she was taking a regular <laughs> nanny job. <laughs> I think I don't actually know, but I think so. Uh, those those stories, it's always just like, oh, <clears throat> someone murdered a person they knew. <laughs> what? That's not a story. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, our brains are are definitely hardwired for tragedy. That's for sure. We like yeah. to we like to uh, go down those dark dark holes. It's um. It's something. It's something. I, I live with that all the time. No, I, I understand. <laughs> Did you know? Okay, speaking of Dateline and podcast. Yeah. I know this because my wife, who loves murder, <laughs> uh, does this all the time around our house. Uh-huh. There is a Dateline podcast. Oh, no, I had no idea. It's just episodes of Dateline it, where they've taken the audio and created a podcast. That's it? They just strip it out? Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's intense. That's So in case you want to be one of those people who gets to hear about <laughs> spouse murder yeah. just throughout the day, <laughs> well, it's available. You can download them. <laughs> the, thing I, the thing maybe to realize from all these shows in whatever medium is how many people are getting murdered out there. <laughs> and I mean, based on these, it's like... A one yeah. in three chance you're yeah. going to get murdered anytime you leave your house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, there was also that show, which I couldn't remember the name of for the longest time. Um, oh, I think I had a moment on the podcast one time where I remembered it or looked it up or figured it out. Um, it's called A Current Affair. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember this long discussion. <laughs> Do you remember that? Because I was like, there's like a pyramid. Like there's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The uh, the the logo is like a pyramid, like falling into place, and then it goes wong. Has this amazing yeah, the wong sound? Is very interesting. So yeah, the week after we talked about that, I was watching a documentary that uh, showed a clip 
like that I don't remember what they were even talking about. Really? What the documentary was about, but they had a clip from a current affair. Oh. And and, the, <laughs> and they showed that intro. <laughs> and I'm saying they're going that. That's it. That's what Justin was talking about. <laughs> yeah, th- that was one of those, man. I have a few like vague memories of TV shows, you know. I mean, I watched a fair amount of TV as a child. And this wasn't the days, you know, for the for the current children listening. These were not the days where you could pick what you wanted to watch. You, you just watched whatever was on, you know? You, you picked, but you picked from like six choices. Yes, exactly. There were only... <laughs> and know, one of them was the Bible channel. That's so. right. Oh, the ever-present Bible channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a, whatever it's called. The, uh, <laughs> the preachers yelling at their congregation channel. <laughs> yes. Yes. The one where... And then asking for money. <laughs> that's right. Creflo, a dollar, and and all those types. Yeah, I don't know what Joel is up to, but yeah, it's a really ballsy move to go into televangelism. Yeah, with, you're you're right. With your name having dollar in it, I, right? Like, oh, that is a ballsy choice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure what Creflo means, but it sounds like a synonym for steal. Potentially, <laughs> I'm gonna Creflo this TV, bro. Let's get out oh, of man, here. Oh, man, someone creflowed my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a riot going on. You think we could creflo some gear? <laughs> oh, man. That's like on that Sublime song um, where we're talking about the Rodney King riots in L.A. Yeah. And he, he just, Bradley just admits to um, stealing all of their gear <laughs> yeah. from, a, from a music store. Where did you think I got this guitar that you're hearing today? Hey! And every. And everyone heard it and went, oh, this is a fun song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I have a, um, a love for Sublime. I'm not sure I can defend. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if people think they're good or not, but I think they're great. I, I still I, love them. Yeah. I really don't know what people think about Sublime. So, <sighs> I, when I was in college, I worked in a restaurant. Yes. And after hours of the restaurant, we would go next door to the Buffalo Wild Wings where there was a jukebox. <laughs> oh, yeah. And every single time someone, I'm not going to say who she is, but her name was Erin, uh, would play <laughs> the same three Sublime songs oh. every night. Were they What I um, Got? Um, mm-hmm. um, let's uh, see, Santeria. Yeah. And, I can't uh, remember what the third one was. It's the other one everyone knows. R- wrong way, <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every so that's my main experience with Sublime because I never really oh. listened to them before. Yeah. I haven't really listened to them since. Um, that and keeping up with the whole uh, Sublime with Rome fiasco when that was happening, oh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was some fun, weird drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rome. Uh, for was those, still, yeah, go ahead. Listening that don't know, uh, uh, perished early. Yes, Bradley Noel, yeah. And um, the two other members of the band went. We still want to make music, yeah. and so they just found another dude and tried to go on with the name Sublime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Bradley's family went, uh-uh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he was the chief songwriter, the singer, the guitar player, mm-hmm. kind of the lead personality. I mean, you're kind of like a... You, it's it's what happens with some of these bands where someone dies, you know? It's like Queen gets a new singer or yeah. In excess gets a new singer. And it's like, it's not really, I mean, I get it. Like if I love those bands, I would go see them, you know? Well, this would be the equivalent to me though of, and this, this is a bad example, but it's the first thing that came to my head. Yeah. If uh, Chris Carabba from dashboard confessional died <laughs> and the yeah. other three touring band members are like, no, nah, we're still going to keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> And they get like I don't know, like the um, the mall version of him, <laughs> whatever. That yeah, they is. go they go find at some local coffee shop the sad uh, emo singer, yeah. playing acoustic guitar, and go, yeah, you're 
you're our lead singer now, and you're then in. they just keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's not like ACDC, because like ACDC, when Bon Scott died, the original vocalist, like they shifted, mm-hmm. they got the new guy, and it was kind of like, oh, wait, 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 wait. The new guy is kind of better than the old guy. So yeah. now we're going to make Back in Black. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that that worked out for all parties involved. Yeah. I mean, aside from the one who died. Right. And everyone right, who's yeah. had to listen to ACDC. Oh. And that's I'm not going to argue with that. They wrote the same <laughs> They wrote the same song over and over. They, They've written one song. That's true. That's true. Now, I there's a certain part of me that gets it, but then the rest of me is like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can keep going with this business. Yeah, it's they they have written one song uh ten <laughs> times for each album for thirty years. <laughs> and they have songs about like having big balls, and that's mm-hmm. that's a problem for me. <laughs> We've got the biggest because you're you're uncomfortable. I'm I'm a little uncomfortable talking about test balls. sizes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but but sublime i i love i mean i think um it, it, it they can easily fall into one of those bands you could kind of roll your eyes at because it's like oh potheads listen to this or whatever but like there was some good shit in there i don't know they, they like they're like half a reggae band ska band whatever half a punk band and all just his experiences being a drug addict. And I guess I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. So to, to summarize the conversation we just had, yeah, you don't like testicles, right? But you do like drug addicts. Yeah. I got a soft spot for him. Yeah. Not, not so much in real life, but like their art, like, um, I went on this, I think I told you, I went on this Alice in Chains binge and you know, most a good chunk of their songs are either about being depressed or about being a junkie, like depending on who wrote them. Like if Jerry Cantrell wrote them, he's like, I'm super depressed. If Lane wrote them, he's like, I am a junkie. (laughs) And, you know, I I don't know. There's a certain fascination with all that, I guess. Well, okay. So here, before we move on from (laughs) the music portion of the podcast. Yes. So who, what's what's the happy band you like what's the happy band i like yeah there's got to be a band that sings about something that isn't i'm destroying my life (laughs) that you like probably i mean rem they're a pretty happy band in some ways i mean you got everybody hurts but like no one in that band is a is a junkie as far as i know or has ever been um, no, I mean, at best, they probably had one too many glasses of wine at dinner a couple times. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of band that R.E.M. is, yeah. They're like, yeah. I remember their guitar player, Peter Buck, like getting in the news for being drunk on a plane. I mean, like, come on. That's, that's nothing compared to some of the other folks we're talking about. Right. Uh, agreed. I just had a whole conversation yesterday about how... Um, how it was a little bit selfish for Isaac Brock, mm, yeah, from Modest Mouse to yeah. uh, get get clean because his lyrics were way better when he liked drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, um, he, he just didn't consult with me. That's all I'm saying. He should have asked. asked if I would be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, no, it just a you know just a courtesy. Ask. Did you see that video I sent you with him? By the I way, I did. Where he was <laughs> That's drunk. That's what brought the whole thing up. Yeah. yeah oh, really? <laughs> There's this interview with him. It's like I don't know, eight minutes or something, and he's just like plastered on wine and smoking a cigarette. And oh man, he is gone. He's <laughs> the best way I can describe it is he's at that level of drunk where his eyes don't focus on anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can see he's looking around the room yeah. but nothing that's happening is registering in his brain it's all pretty blurry <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's in the interview he's talking about how he got a dui <laughs> 
It's like this. I, yeah, it's like it, yeah. It's it, it's like the perfect drunk interview. It was it yeah. It's 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 on par with um. It's not as funny, but it's on par with the James Brown interview where he's <laughs> like clearly whacked out of his mind on cocaine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why did I? There's run? a lot of interviews from that era that yeah. are pretty good. <laughs> Why did I run? Why did I run? Because I could not fly. <laughs> 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 oh, pretty much yeah. sums it up um i feel good i look good i sing good i make love good <laughs> wow that's actually how i introduce myself to people <laughs> yeah it doesn't help that we we both look a lot more like isaac brock than we do like james brown <laughs> <laughs> but if isaac brock had said that in the that interview, no one would have been surprised. No, not at all. <laughs> no, the best part of the interview is when I, I don't even remember what the question the interviewer asks, uh, but it's a, can I ask you about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he goes, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just tired of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to, I no. No, no, thanks. Oh, <laughs> I, I, um, you'll be proud of me. I, uh, I went on a tear with old WTF episodes that you can find on YouTube. Ah, uh, yes. Most of them interviewing musicians. So, and he did a lot of good ones. Like he did a lot with people that I like, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. Kim Deal, um, Stephen Malkmus from Pavement. Uh, Iggy Pop. That was pretty interesting. The Iggy Pop one is a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm impressed with the fact that Iggy like popped his shirt off. Like, <laughs> he's yeah. just, yeah. He's Iggy Pop. That's what you, yeah. Iggy Pop, prop three shirts for 40 years. <laughs> yeah. They don't get enough wear. No. <laughs> replaced it's like one of those so he, yeah. he, it's good <laughs> it's like one of those where you wear it for 10 minutes and you're like this isn't really dirty i'll just hang it back up um, yeah but but yeah, yeah. He, he has washed them four times <laughs> um god who else that was some of the better oh john fogarty that was a good one too um but the the Stephen mountainous interview I, and i'm a big pavement fan but like they had the most boring conversation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so you live in Portland? He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Carrie Brownstein. That was another one. Speaking of Portland, hers was good. Mm-hmm. Hers was basically being like, uh, there was a good chunk of it where she's like, I'm not a lesbian. Like, <laughs> this has been out there forever, but like, me and that, Corinne. That's not true. Yeah, we dated for like <laughs> half a second when we were 19, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the best WTF interviews. Yeah, are the ones where he can really connect with people. Yeah, which seems to come from two, well, three areas. Yeah, uh, comedy specifically, yeah. the comedy store. Okay, where he came up, drugs because mm-hmm. he used to use a lot of drugs. Right, or being Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> those are the three. Well, Carrie had one of those because she's Jewish. There like you go. Culturally Jewish, though she's not practicing or anything. So he kind of like Jew grilled her for a while. Like, yeah. <laughs> like had it like a Jewishness off. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, there's always, anytime it's someone who's Jewish on the podcast, there's always a part where he just randomly is like, So you, you went to a bar mitzvah? Yeah. Have you been to a bar mitzvah? <laughs> and you're like, What? <laughs> And then the this the, part doesn't feel like it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Kim Deal one was really good because they connected over um, alcohol, and uh, she's like, "He's like, so what was your what was your booze of choice?" And she's like, "Beer." And he's like, "Oh, that's a hard one. You got to carry a lot of beer with you to get drunk. Like <laughs> you're just drinking like a case, you know, a case a day." Um, but that was a really good interview. I, I love that. So yeah, it's great. Great podcast. Holy shit. So good. Oh, yeah. Almost as good as ours. 
Almost. I mean, sure. if, if if there's no wait, is Marin still going? Is WT? Oh yeah. Going? Okay. It's just behind the paywall, right? Like, uh, I don't. Is it? I they're, thought it was. So their old ones are behind a paywall. Okay, old ones. Are. Um, and at this point, I mean, he's been going for like ten years. Yeah, yeah. Two, two a week for okay. ten years. Wow. So there's some good ones behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a while back, he went through. Uh, a spell where he was interviewing all of the old comedians, mm. like uh, all all of like Carl Reiner, oh. Mel Brooks, Rickles, maybe. Uh, I, he did Rickles. He did Dick Van Dyke. Mm. Like all all these old people. It was like he went. I got I got to get them on the podcast now because uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No, because so they're those gonna... were really interesting. Um, aside from, um, oh, I think it was the Carl Reiner one was just sad. Was it? Yeah. Uh, there was one that was, they, they shouldn't have been on the podcast. It was uh, not good, but the others were very good. And Dick Van Dyke, I feel like has more energy than I currently do. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, so. he, he's got a twinkle in his eye. I don't know how you keep that going, but some people just have that. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, maybe someday I'll have a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> I remember on uh comedians and cars, Jerry did that one with Carl Reiner. Was it Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And they like get together and watch movies like a couple mm-hmm. times a week. That was pretty cute. Yeah. All the, all the old, old guys have their weird, a uh, movie club that they just <laughs> hang out in. <laughs> and they went they went to a diner him and Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis. Uh-huh. And Jerry Lewis ordered like a pound of bacon. <laughs> yeah, just, that's, that sounds right. <laughs> was just sitting there gnawing on it, just chawing on bacon. Um Oh man. Spe- speaking of comedy, I watched the uh South Park vaccination special. Yeah, I watched that too. Did I, you? Um, yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. And then my wife, oddly enough, was like, are you going to watch the special? And I went, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Please enlighten me. <laughs> Do you guys have HBO Max? No. Okay. It just we, popped up on there for us. We we have we have the sling, so we, mm. we watched it on Comedy Central. Mm. Um, gotcha. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I uh, so <laughs> the line to get the vaccinations. Yeah. Um, they're turning CVS into like an ultra exclusive club. Yeah. <laughs> feels a little bit too real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a person who uh, spent a day repeatedly calling trying to get <sighs> on a list. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's a little bit too real. Yeah. But now, now they jabbed me and I'm fine. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And once you get that yeah. first jab, you're like guaranteed the other one. So, yeah, that, so that was a, a weird thing. I had, I had like this whole moral debate. Yeah. Um, okay. So they just opened up vaccinations in the state of Tennessee yeah. to people with pre-existing conditions or other factors. Right. Right. Now, one of them is BMI. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think I'm, I'm going to start by saying BMI is a very bogus measurement yeah. <laughs> for obesity. Sure. Sure. <laughs> because what it is, is it's your height and your weight compared. Yeah. Which means literally every NFL player is obese. Yeah. That's literally right. every one of them. Yep. Based on this metric. Yep. The ones that have six percent body fat, obese. <laughs> yep. So it's it's a nonsense measurement. Totally. So I I looked up the limits and I scrape in there. Like I'm at the very <laughs> bottom because and I don't know if you've noticed this around me. Uh. I 
have the torso of a person who's 5'10", but the legs of a person who's 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> so my height is skewed a little bit. Yeah, you're all you're all torso, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I thought that I just scrape in there. So then there's this whole moral debate I start having of, like, I know that I'm not in a point where I'm in grave danger if I get COVID. Right, right. I'm not morbidly obese. No. Which is what is dangerous. Right. (laughs) So am I taking a shot away from someone else that might actually need it if I register, even though I meet the qualifications, barely? Sure, sure. Because I know I'm... Like, if I get it, I'm healthy. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, right. So then there's this back and forth. That, that's like 45 minutes <laughs> of me going back and forth <laughs> on, am I killing another person, yeah. potentially, <laughs> by signing up on this list? Right. But then... I remembered that part of the reason we moved to the next phase is people in the previous phase just stopped signing up. Yeah. Like they just weren't getting enough people anymore. Yep. So then, then I added into the mix, well, if they're not going to get vaccinations, it's probably actually morally better for me to get the vaccination so that it doesn't spread as easily. Yes. Hurt the herd immunity. So it's yeah. Right. So if they're not going to do it, if I can help us get towards herd immunity. Right. So then I have to weigh whether the herd immunity argument is stronger than the uh, I might be killing someone (laughs) argument. And I weighed this back and forth for a while. Yeah. And then I just decided if the state of Tennessee is going to set the guidelines – and I, I'm not the one who gets to decide if they're stupid. Right. They're the ones who set the guidelines, so I signed up. So <laughs> if there's a person out there trying to get a vaccination that can't get one, and then they die, yeah. it might be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it's the state of Tennessee's fault, so they need to talk to them. Well, I guess me too. I mean, I... So... My wife did the leg work, and she's she's kind of amazed me with this. But we basically we got it a couple of weeks ago, so we're going to get our second dose near the end of the month. And um, the way we got it was like there was some rural county where people just didn't come, like like you're saying, like people yeah. just didn't show up to get it. And so they had surplus, and it was going to go bad. And so that's how we got it. It's like, I mean, I probably fit the BMI thing, too, if I looked, but I didn't look. Um, I'm sure I do. I gained weight this year, guys. Um, Everyone did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't feel that bad about it. That, because- that's that's part of it, too. If I hadn't, if I hadn't gained, like, eight pounds... Yeah. <laughs> Over the course of the last year, I wouldn't have fit. Yeah, I like I'm telling you, very bottom of the the <laughs> the marker, as close to the edge as you can get. <laughs> it must make you feel a little good. It's not even. <laughs> well, I mean, I've so I'm always BMI is a touchy subject. Yeah, no, I get at it. my lightest. Yeah, I've never gotten out of the overweight category. Me neither. Yeah. When when I was running 4 miles 3 times a week. Yeah. I'm still there because of my tiny legs. I <laughs> <laughs> it's I can't get to where they want me to be. It's not possible. <laughs> well, I so, feel you. Yeah. Yeah, so I I gained just enough weight 
over this course of being stuck in my house to just slide in. Not even it, it's not even like a point one over the limit. It's mm. right at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I had a weird experience with BMI too. Um, literally in health class in high school. This is one of the more humiliating things that ever happened to me. Um, in health class, which we had this like semi-young, she was an athlete. Um, she was probably twenty-something gym teacher, health teacher, right? And uh, she was pretty cool most of the time. But one day she got out the BMI device, which is like, I don't know, we're talking like circa 2002, 2003 here. It's a clamp sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And like basically they grab your gut and like pinch it with the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I probably volunteered because I loved and craved attention um went up oh that's to, a bad decision you don't yeah. volunteer in health class i know right and I volunteers up, in health class <laughs> never have a good assignment right and i went it's up always to, like okay label the vulvas yeah right yeah, oh, <laughs> i was good at that that was actually a claim to fame like i i knew all the parts <laughs> yeah, talk to justin he knows all the vulva he knows the vagina very well um so, so, um, I go up to the front and like, of course the other two people, one is like a female athlete and one is a male athlete and I'm, I'm not athletic, right? Like I, I never have been, I, it's, I have asthma. That's a whole thing. Anyway. So she, oh, that's a pre-existing condition. You could have gotten it for that. Well, see, there you go. Okay. So I'm not so bad. I guess I'm not worried about having killed someone in McMinnville, um, <laughs> where I'm pretty sure I mean, it wasn't a pre-existing condition other than QAnon that kept them from getting vaccinated. I think living in McMinnville is a pre-existing condition. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> <coughs> the best restaurant in McMinnville is Dairy Queen. So mm -hmm. um, I can say that. I came from a small town where the best restaurant was Dairy Queen. <laughs> um so yeah, I go up there and she pinches my fat and I'm like way, way worse than either of the other two people. Like I'm all, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not morbidly obese, but I'm obese, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm 18, 17, 18 years old and I'm not obese. Like I'm, I, I'm I maybe chubby, but like that was it. You know, I was fine. It was, it yeah. was horrifying. They they really should have made every single person do like a water displacement test. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> to figure out their body mass. Yeah. Figure that out that way. And then they can go, okay, well <laughs> Yes. Right. You didn't displace enough enough water from your bathtub. You can't have the vaccination. But that doesn't seem as practical. No. So you'd have to get a lot more people wet that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god i know so so i spent all day yesterday with a sore arm because of that Ugh. but yeah it's it is. worth it yeah oh did you feel the needle at all no yeah it's it must be a tiny needle because i, I, I looked felt it. at it yeah. as he was about to plunge it into my flesh right and uh no, it's it's very small. It's like, um, it's like not as bad as a flu shot. It, no, uh, I um the the only the only thing was I had like a silver dollar size spot on my arm. It's still a little tender, but it's not bad. Yeah, today that like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, hurt when I tried to lift my arm. Yeah, which naturally meant that my child needed to needed me to get things off shelves for him <laughs> right <laughs> never asks any other time every other time he's trying to pile things up to climb up there himself but but yesterday it's all right i need that thing from that shelf that's just above where you can reach <laughs> yeah enjoy 
Yeah. Did you have any other symptoms? That was the only thing I had. I was tired. No, that's it. Yeah. I was like kind of worn out, but I mean, that's a weekend anyway for me. Yeah. Well, and that's, (laughs) that's, I did have tired, like I was tired, but I also slept like four hours the night before. Yeah. So there's the, I don't know how much of this is the lack of sleep yeah. throughout the last week, how much. Is. Right. Um, so I took a nap and then I felt better. So I'm pretty sure it was just a lack of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So here's a, a PSA for everybody listening. Uh, get a COVID vaccine if you can. Um, if you're around the age that we are, you're, you're going to be fine. Your arm's going to be sore and you might be tired. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But you're probably tired to begin with. Exactly. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you're like an adult now and and that's the way it is. And my, my wife got her second one yesterday. Mm. Um, and she was tired and that's the only thing. Okay. So, We'll no see. one needs to be scared. There you go. But the the vaccination special, they worked it all in. Um, I love the little cuties, the little QAnon kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I haven't been following South Park for a number of years, but like, I was glad they gave that little recap about Mr. Garrison, where he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I figured out I was gay, then that I was a woman, then that I was the president. Yeah. And he was like the Trump surrogate, right, on the show? Yeah, he yeah. he got elected president uh, by being Donald Trump, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've seen interviews with them where they were talking about it, saying... When they started that storyline, they didn't think they'd have to keep it going. <laughs> like they were, right. they were fully prepared for Mr. Garrison to lose and then go back to <laughs> South Park, and that wasn't what happened. So <laughs> they got they got hoodwinked like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wow. I I related to what they were saying. Everyone <laughs> related to what they were saying, aside from. the eight people who really thought Donald Trump would win. Yeah, right. I don't even think most of the people voting for Donald Trump thought Donald Trump would win. I I think that they were realistic enough in their brains to go, that's probably not going to happen, but I really like how he calls Ted Cruz's wife ugly. So (laughs) what am I going to do? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think people probably thought it was a long shot, and then it turned out it wasn't. Yeah, Unfortunately, <laughs> is it true that more people voted for him last election, but even more people well, voted yeah. for Biden? Yeah, yeah. I, well, that's what I—that's what they keep reporting. Yeah, that more people vote for Biden, but I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds like those voting machines may have <laughs> may have been rigged by Venezuela. Was it Venezuela? Yeah, that's what the little I think kids it's Venezuela. Said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Venezuelan <laughs> communists or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't had a chance to watch the uh, the South Park vaccination special, it's it's pretty good, and uh, it's on HBO Max. If you have that, so there you go. Um, I love the part where the elites start fucking with them. Um, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, spoilers, spoilers. There's a giant dick. A man yeah. gets turned into a giant dick. As one does. As one does. <laughs> it happens. We've all been there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and watching it, I kind of realized, I was like, oh my god, like, I haven't kept up with South Park, because I had two or three VHSs, okay, of South Park episodes when I was a kid, and I don't think, I think my mom thought, like, it's cartoons, it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah oh mom yeah <laughs> and we we actually bought them from a blockbuster if that gives you any idea when i when this was <laughs> and so i had these three the three vhs and i think they ran like all of season one and like the half of season two and so I watched those a lot. And the great thing about it was in between uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone did these interstitials where they were like, 
it was in black and white and they were pretending to be cowboys and they had these kids and they're like on this episode kids you know <laughs> it was pretty awesome <laughs> i i think at this point so south park and it's always sunny i think those are the only two yeah. left yeah that can actually continue to do satire yes Yes. Because they've they've been around offending people long enough. Yes. That everyone, if something offensive happens, just goes meh and then they move on. Oh, it's South Park. <laughs> right. Every every other thing, if you tried to satire, you're going to start having letter writing campaigns against <laughs> you or whatever the equivalent right. is now. Right. People will hashtag you. You're going to be, you're going to be canceled. Right. Um, right. right. Yeah, you can't do it. Well, those are the only two left. Th- I think you're you're super right on about that. Um, and maybe maybe you just have to survive that storm early on because certainly, you know, whenever South Park started, I guess I guess it was late '90s, right? Like, yeah. They they got that early on. Like people were very That's pissed true. off, you know, and then they just kept going, and people stopped caring, you know. Like that's basically what happened. Or you can be like, it's always sunny, yeah, and do uh, like five seasons before <laughs> anyone notices you're on TV. Yes, <laughs> and then you've been on for five seasons already. So what are they going to do? It's <laughs> such a good show. I love that show. I love both those shows. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't wince at South Park sometimes. Like, I definitely yeah. do. Well, everyone winces at South Park. Yeah. <laughs> it's an equal opportunity wince maker. Exactly. That's the great thing about it. If if you are an easily offended person, you shouldn't watch it because you will at some point be offended by something they make fun of. Yep. Yep, that's but how they work. Then the next episode, they're going to make fun of the opposite side, so <laughs> right. you'll be fine. Did, did you ever see Cannibal the musical? The musical they did? Like, no, I didn't. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, I'm. I it. It's before South Park. I'm pretty sure because they yeah, did b- so. basketball, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't remember it being great. No, it's very bad and stupid. Okay, but also one of those bad, stupid movies that you can rewatch. Yeah, it's it's in that territory, it's in that category. Okay, but yeah. uh, Cannibal the Musical is, I think, is really good. Um, I remember some of the songs. One was "Hang the Bastard, Hang Him High, Hoist His Body to the Sky," and then when his eyes pop out, we'll know it's the end of him and the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, pretty good. Yeah. That was before Book of Mormon, which yeah won yeah. mass critical acclaim. Yeah, and was very good. Yeah. And South Park had been going on for years before they did Book of Mormon. Yeah, you know, uh, this is the thing I always like to think about. You know that the very sodgy people on on Broadway, yeah, when they heard about it were beyond offended <laughs> right. by the idea that the guys from South Park would get to put on a Broadway musical. <laughs> like, they they had to hate it so much. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And then it came out, and it was actually pretty good. And then <laughs> they had to hate it even more. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last big musical I remember making a splash like well Hamilton before Hamilton that's what I was going to say yeah. um because I don't follow musicals cuz I don't give a shit yeah that's correct yeah that's and, the correct reaction and so literally I remember the book of mormon I kind of forgot about it to be honest with you and then I remember Hamilton because it's everywhere yeah you can't escape Hamilton even if you want to no I've tried well, yeah, 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 and people say it's great, and I uh, think that's cool for them. Um, you respect I, that they have that opinion. Yeah. I just don't ever really, and I've seen little bits of it, you know, like because mm-hmm. um, we have Disney Plus, we got all the streaming during this year. Like, holy shit, we have so much streaming. 
So it was on Disney Plus. Like they filmed a um, a performance of it, and I saw a little bit because I think it came out in like March or April last year. Yeah. And so everybody watched it. It was like Tiger King. Everyone watched it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if I wanted to listen to bad rap, <laughs> I'd, I'd just go find Takashi Six Nine or something. Right? I don't, I don't need a whole stage production put to the bad rap. I yeah. can just listen to two minutes of it and go, ugh, That's and it. then move on. I, I, I would love <laughs> to hear what, like, the entire Wu-Tang Clan thinks of Hamilton because I thought the same thing. I was like, and I think we even said this at the time, like the flow is weak, dude. Like it's not, Oh yeah. You know, it's not. And I would love to know what Jizza thinks. Um, (laughs) Just all of them at, uh, at Hamilton. Yeah. Sitting in one row, just shaking their head, uh-uh, uh-uh. putting their head in their hands while they listen to it. And Black Thought is there, and um, I mean Eminem is there. Come on, he's really right. good at rapping. But uh. but then to to balance it out, on the other side, you have like Post Malone <laughs> and people like that who are sitting there going, "Wow." You can use that many words in a song? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Huh. Post, Post Malone and the guy from Sugar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like this. If we had to line up rappers in a row from mm-hmm. best to worst, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't even know where to begin, but it's a, it's a long list. There's a lot of rappers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, towards the bottom is Fred Durst. Absolutely. If not the very bottom. No, not the very <laughs> bottom. The very bottom is uh, D.D. Ramon. Oh, my God. Yes, D.D. Raps. Yeah, that record. Yeah. Um, that's the very bottom. Yeah. And then after him is Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I So I made the mistake, speaking of D.D. Ramon. Um, my... My child, I, I'm responsible for this. I will blame, take blame for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Has uh, grown an affinity to old school hip hop. Oh, nice! Um, I like can see how that happens. Frequently asks me to play tricky <laughs> <laughs> by Run DMC. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's probably my fault. Um, it's definitely your fault, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made the mistake as a joke of playing uh, playing DD King. Yeah, that's that's his rap name, right? Um, hold on, let me let me find a little snippet of this for you. You know, DD Ramon, an amazing punk rock bass player, punk rock vocalist, punk mm-hmm. rock songwriter even. I think he wrote a few tunes. Yeah. Should never have done a rap album. <laughs> anyway, so this is mashed potato time. Oh, I remember this. It's time to rock. It's time to rap. It's time for the mashed potato attack. Anyway, so that's pretty much all you need to hear about that. Are you sure that wasn't um, Cuckoo Kangaroo? <laughs> Fuck they, those guys. Fuck D.D. You. King wishes. Fuck <laughs> you, Cuckoo Kangaroo. You know, you know I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one now. No, why? We have burned through every Cuckoo Kangaroo album there is. <laughs> and there are a lot. Yeah. Um, they're funnier than I expected <laughs> them to be at the beginning. Yeah. I don't know if... If it's delirium from listening to <laughs> other children's music, or what? Frankly, um, yeah. <laughs> they wrote an entire concept album about Panera. Oh my god, they did! <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, there, there's a whole song. There's a song called "My Dreams Came True" about one of them. His dream came true because he got a job at Panera, and then the manager of Panera got fired for uh 
for stealing pastries and reselling them. <laughs> so then he became the manager of Panera. What? Then he won a million dollars on the game show Toot or Flute, where you have to <laughs> identify whether it's a musical instrument or flatulence. <laughs> and he used that money to buy a Panera. Oh, my God. That's amazing, actually. I, I will tell you. That is much better than a majority of the music I have to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I might take Raffi any day over. Oh, man. But but I like Cat Party. You know that one. Oh, Cat Party. Uh, do I know Cat Party? <laughs> I've list- I usually listen to Cat Party three times in a row when it comes on. <laughs> of course I know Cat. Cat Party's not bad. I'll give them Cat Party. Okay. Yeah, they they they've got some they've got some some bops. You know, they got some good ones. There's a couple in there that are uh, that are fire. Yeah, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, yeah. fire emoji. Yeah. Uh, not five. That would be too many. That's too many. Then you're four. trying too hard. <laughs> what were we um, talking about? Yeah. I I don't. Oh yeah. So um, I made the mistake of playing that mashed potato song. Oh, the DD <laughs> from DD King. Yeah. Um, and it's a joke because it's a terrible song. Oh it's yeah. Legitimately, probably the worst rap song I've ever listened to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but he was in the car when I played it. And then requested it a second time. Oh no! And like a like a fool, <laughs> I went. Well, if I play it a second, done with it. And we were not. <laughs> so I have. I just had to say no more. No more mashed potato time. <laughs> uh, just in case you needed to know the lyrics here, a mashed potato started. Long time ago, Ooh. with a guy named Sloppy Joe. Oh my God! What <laughs> is happening? This dance is so cool to do. Come on, baby, gonna teach it to you. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, I don't know how that's not the only thing people mention when they talk about Dee Dee Ramon. <laughs> I don't either, man. That's. Wow. There's um yeah. there's solo projects and then there's solo projects. I mean Yeah. It the moral of this story is don't don't let your pre-K child <laughs> hear terrible uh late 80s rap. Don't do that. You'll regret it. What was up with that sing-song thing they did in rap? You know, cuz he's doing it. He's doing the same thing that other groups did, right? I really don't understand what happened in rap music from like 1984 to 1990. Yeah. The whole thing's very confusing and weird. <laughs> and it got like way better all of a sudden. Yeah. Like it just took a big jump. Well, it's so... Every other genre, I've I've had this thought for a very long time. Okay. Every other genre does a throwback at some point. Like yeah. rock, yeah. you got the rockabilly that comes around. Right. You've got uh you had the garage bands yep. in the early two thousands that were all seventies style. Yep. yep. It all comes back around. That era of rap is never coming back. No. No. They call it the golden era. And it was certainly pioneering, right? But yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to come yeah. back around. No, no, it's every like it's it's you can listen to rap chronologically. Yeah, and when you hit 1992, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a song that I could listen to now. <laughs> and everything before that, I mean, I mean, even including uh, N.W.A. Yeah, and people like that. You, it doesn't really hold up. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, we, when we watched, uh, what was the NWA movie? Oh, I can't remember the um, name of it. Straight out of Compton. Yeah, yeah. 
we when we watched that several years ago, we were like, holy shit, we don't own any NWA. So we went out and, and bought their first record. And it's like, oh boy, three of these songs are good. Like Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh man. <laughs> there's a reason you didn't own it. Yeah. Like most <laughs> of it is not good. Like yeah. um it's Fuck the it's Police like, is good. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the first song and express yourself is good. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the genre, essentially anything before Tupac. <laughs> Dude, it's so true. It's so and, and true. He's the dividing line yeah. in that genre yep. of things that hold up. Anything after, yeah, it probably yeah, holds up probably at least good. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from that to WAP, it's pretty solid. Like, it's a pretty good period. <laughs> Uh, from that to WAP. There we go. I uh, <laughs> That's definitely the name of this episode. Absolutely <laughs> it is. Writing it down right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh, I also, I don't know, I almost want to save this, but I'm not going to save it. I, uh, I succumbed and, and I got a TikTok account. Oh no! Well, let me is tell this, you. Yeah, is this how your midlife crisis starts? No, I think I already had it. Um, I feel, I feel sort of clear about my intentions with TikTok. Um, everyone tells me I'm going to lose hours uh-huh. of my life, and I believe them. I believe them. Um, however, what I've mostly been doing is posting my own things. And those have all been recycled for the most part from Instagram. So I don't know what any of that means, but I'm, I'm trying to be more of a, uh, more just put stuff out there and less watch other people's stuff. I mean, I honestly, I, I open the app and I don't understand what's happening generally. Well, that's a good start. That's yeah. where you want to be when you start using an app. <laughs> confused and lost like <laughs> like an old man left at the grocery store alone <laughs> that's what you want that's how i feel um yeah so i've had a few more youthful friends of mine <laughs> point me in certain directions and i followed those accounts right things that have made me laugh or things that have been interesting right um and a bulldog riding a skateboard pretty cool with that Um, but otherwise I'm sort of avoiding it. Like, I don't, I I don't understand most of what I see on there. Like a lot of people have told me how they can like find recipes and stuff, but I'm like, these videos are not long enough for me to understand. Oh, Uh, I, I stumbled upon a TikTok recipe one day. Okay. Okay. And, um, it what the videos are 15 seconds long is that how long they are ah, something like that yeah so it was just like all the steps um were on the screen for like two to three seconds yeah <laughs> right i'm like this isn't gonna work for me no I, <laughs> no i don't think so no thank you <laughs> no it all um, goes by way too fast and then you get to the end and you're like well that looks amazing but how did we get here yeah you you made food. I'd like to know how. Could you make a longer video of I that? Know. <laughs> I know. It's like, isn't this what? Wasn't this what YouTube was for? Wait. Well, it's the so we need middle ground because yeah. TikTok recipes go by too quick. But then if you look up a recipe online, all of them now come from like mommy blogs, right? You have to scroll through 450 oh. paragraphs right. that say things like, my husband, Brad, really hated <laughs> carrots, and so I decided to try this interesting method of making carrots. When I gave it to my husband, Brad, boy, did he like it. So <laughs> it's now a Sunday tradition, and my kids, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. No Just one. tell me yeah. Tell me how long I braise a carrot. Exactly. <laughs> And what brazing is. 
give me give me the bare minimum that's all i want i know you're right so we do need a middle ground we literally need a website that's just recipes no no explanation no just the title the ingredients the steps picture optional (laughs) <laughs> oh, very optional. Well, a video. You don't need to show me. I don't need a video at all. I need a no. photograph of the finished product. And how did we get here? And maybe a picture of Brad enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. <laughs>